You're listening to Espada Podcast, episode 16. Today I've got on the show with me, Master Nakapon Pung Porn from Beta Academy. Hey, hello to everybody. What's up, guys? Happy to be on the show. All right, let me see here. I'm gonna hit you up with a. I'm gonna hit you with a bunch of topics. Oh see, wow! See okay. which one kind of uh, sticks. So I got like I don't know. I, I've been uh, just kind of writing down different topics to kind of think about. Um, let's see here. I got uh, Facebook. Let me see. What kind of food should I eat? Should I train when I'm tired? What kind of diet is best? You know, doctor told me to rest, knowing the difference between soreness and injury. How to train effectively, like multiple arts versus the single art. Because I remember one time when you talked together, and I was like, we're doing like Muay Thai, talking about MMA, and then we started talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, yeah, you know, it depends on, I guess, you know, it really depends on like what kind of uh, training you're training for and what kind of environment you've got. And most recently, I said that to you, but uh, uh, my goal was to start developing uh, more of like... Uh, sparring for Muay Thai, which they, we always have, but it's really like the culture of it, you know, like for Jiu-Jitsu that the rolling is a big tool for helping everybody improve really quickly. And so like, we'd like to have something, this, uh, something similar in striking. But as you said, we were talking earlier how like you were being a, even just a punch dummy and somebody was like mistakenly hitting you in the head and you're like, damn, dude, this is, you know, this is crazy. So like, there's always that danger because, you know, you're trying to generate like explosive power to knock somebody out. That's kind of the goal of, you know, to like, or to like uh, disable them with a kick or something like this. But uh, if we're able to you know, understand how we're training or the purpose of training, um, we can create a pretty good environment. And something that goes back to where our lineage comes from, from Muay Thai, Ajahn Chai, it's always about the timing, you know, getting in there and being able to play around with your, with your, with your partner. And actually, that's what they, uh, I came back from Thailand recently uh, in March. Uh, I went out there a lot and I did a lot of Jiu-jitsu, actually. And, and so, like, the word that they use for rolling is, is len, which is like play. Hey, you want to play? Yeah, len, right? You know, you want to you play? And that's like a similar thing now, attitude for Muay Thai is like, hey, you, you want to play? Okay, great. We can get in there and, you know, and move around. Um, granted, like, you know, that, that kind of training serves its purpose, but as long as you've got, like, you know, people training for different things and people crossing over, like, you're going to get to preserve the, the whole idea of it, which was, you know, martial art, be healthy, improve your body, improve your mind, uh, give us... Uh, Give us uh, some tools to, like, you know, live life. Right, right. So like, how long ago were you in Thailand? I was there in March. Um, let's see here. I went out there. It's crazy because I contact. I was contacted by a guy. His name is Alex Shield. Shield. That's how it's spelled. Uh, uh, he's an awesome dude. He is one of the coaches at Tiger Muay Thai, and he runs there. Uh, he helped to run the grappling program. I think Stuart Cooper's out there right now. As I was going out there, he, Stuart Cooper, you know, the guy who made the Spirit of Jiu-Jitsu video, you know, that video, like, I watch it again, like, it's, it's awesome. The guy's doing yoga on the beach, Nick Gregorialis, you know, living this Jiu-Jitsu life, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So, you know, I got to meet Stuart Cooper for the first time. His videos definitely influenced me in terms of, like, training in Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so it's cool to see everybody. But, uh, you know, this guy, Alex, it turns out that we went to school to get, we went to school in the same area. I was, uh, uh, born and raised in Bethesda, Maryland. That's like 20 minutes north of Washington, D.C. And he was in Rockville. So I was like, hey, it turns out we were in uh, Montgomery County together, you know? Like, I'm out in Thailand, and uh, you should come out here and train some jiu-jitsu. So, um, uh, 
my, uh, uh, so I was like, all right, well, this sounds like a good time as any. So I went out in March and uh, got to train out with them and got to see jujitsu like spreading out in Thailand, you know, because um, now it's like they just started allowing MMA contests, you know, whereas before it was prohibited because I, I imagine that they're trying to preserve the sport of Muay Thai, you know, saying like this, we don't want anything to compete with it, but they see like the uh, excitement around it. And so now they're allowing MMA in Thailand in the one championships. Now they're being exposed to more grappling and this type of thing. So um, it's pretty cool to see the development out there and to see like the Thai people also learning, you know, grappling. And now, as you, as you said, we were talking about the different disciplines of martial art and being a complete martial artist and now not focusing too just on one thing like either just the striking or just the grappling or you know uh, just the clinching but making it a, a well-rounded fighting philosophy in terms of like physical uh, uh, attributes and and uh skill and tactics you know and so uh it's great to see that growing out there now you're seeing like young thai kids uh getting in on the mat doing arm locks arm bars and it's also interesting to figure out like what kind of words they're using you know right now they're actually using well, the terminology that we use, you know, I was like, Hey, what do you call arm lock? Oh, call arm lock, arm lock. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right, cool. So, uh, so I got like the whole vocabulary thing, like yeah. lining up to, to the global, the global arts. I mean, well, the global practice of the arts. It, it, you're seeing it spread like it's going full circle. So this guy, Alex, awesome dude. He's, uh, he's really doing a lot out there for, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and uh, grappling in general out in, in Thailand. And he also does this thing called the, the Siam sub-series, so he's, he's putting on a grappling tournament uh, out in Phuket, and it's cool to get out there, you know, it's a nice island, really, uh, it's very, very developed at this moment, but uh, if you go out there, get some great food, some sun, good weather, and, and some good training, you know? Was it uh, hot? How hot was it when you went? And it's hot, like, you're in Bangkok, it's hot, because you're kind of in the concrete jungle, so when you're there, like, you're, you got this thing called the BTS, which is the, 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 the train system, you know, that connects, like, a monorail system. But uh, in order to get to the BTS, you got to walk maybe five minutes. And if you walk for five minutes, by the time you get to the station, your shirt's soaked. You know, so <laughs> instead you get in that you get in a taxi to get a taxi to get to the subway, get in the subway to get down to where you're going, take another taxi to find out. You know, so it's like you got a you got like many legs of a trip. But um, uh, and, and traffic's kind of really um, it's uh, something to see down there in Bangkok. You know, but uh, it's totally worth it. You know, if you can go to Thailand, go to Southeast Asia, it's a good place to go to go uh, uh, visit. Um, go to Bangkok for a few days and kind of travel around. I myself have uh, a lot of family out there, so um, I get to go visit them and uh, uh, give me some ideas about where to go. And uh, so it was a little bit easier when you went out, right? You just stayed with your family. No, actually, like I traveled around, uh, stayed in a bunch of different like spots, just kind of traveled through Bangkok because I wanted to kind of see it myself. The last time I went, I went with a group. Uh, I was teaching some jujitsu out for an American group that we were traveling uh, over to Bangkok. That was that was last year around this time actually. Um, um, so this time, like, uh, I was just traveling around to see different spots. My cousin, who's now here in Chicago, um, he told me to stay by the stadium. So by the Lumpini Stadium, you know, right now, as I understand it, Lumpini Stadium, which is like the most prestigious Muay Thai stadium in Thailand is like broken up into a bunch of smaller stadiums. You know, that's what I've been told. But every night over there, you got some Muay Thai fights. And that's the first thing I did when I landed. I was like, okay, great. I landed. And like, you know, when you on the plane for 24 hours, you get there, you're kind of like, you know, in La La Land and uh, you got to catch up with the time. So I had, it was probably about like, you know, six o'clock. So, hey, we can go see some fights. So I uh, went to Ra- Rajnanern, uh, spelled Rajnanern, right? That's a, a, a awesome stadium. 
Um, there's a lot of a lot of people rolling through, a lot of foreigners. You, know, you can drink beer, you can watch, you can gamble on Muay Thai. So um, yeah, man, these guys are just going at it, you know. And it happened to be the Tiger King's birthday. Um, I forgot what exact day it was in March, but the Tiger King is Nai Konom Tom, which is the uh, guy in the 1700s who uh, Prince, the, the Thai prince was captured, and he fought like eight Burmese champions to get his freedom, and he was granted either like I don't know, 100 wives or like some. <laughs> whichever version comes out lately i've been hearing like a whole bunch of different kinds <laughs> yeah, i know he was awesome i know so you got to uh, see like um the different um performances for that when like the fights uh, was in celebration of well they had like a statue they had like you know they're handing out little programs and stuff about it you know uh, the fight I mean, the, the fights are still very traditional in terms of they got the Ram Moy, you do the uh, the boxers dance, you know, paying respect to the king, your country, your family, the teacher, you know, so that you see you get to see all the traditional Muay Thai happening, uh, the dances, and then these guys go at it, you know, for five rounds. Um, and sometimes you see like fights that are real, uh, you know, they're, they're barn burners, and sometimes you're like, okay, these guys just in there getting experience, so uh, you just kind of figure out like who's fighting which night, and you know, go to the right night, and maybe you're lucky enough to see like a uh, you know some crazy stuff. So you know, like, let's go back to this, the the mixed martial arts part, right? So you're you're a business owner, right? You 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 took the plunge. Um, you know, I remember when I first met you, you, you were, uh, I think, did you already had quit your day job then? Uh, let's see. What, what we were going I think to this is two thousand camp. I forgot what year that was. Two thousand ten, I think. Two thousand. Did, did you quit already? Yes, I was. Uh, I was just about. I was seven months into this into this new school. There you go. I so, already quit it. I was, you know, I was so excited at that time. I was like, dude, you got to try this thing, you know? Yeah. He's, 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 and so, uh, you were just uh, a little bit ahead of me at that time. I was like, okay, I haven't pulled the trigger. It took me like another four years to finally do that. But I wanted yeah. to lean into the questions like now. So, so you went to Thailand just a moment ago, right? You, you're a full-time business owner. You do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You do Muay Thai. You teach, right? You do run the business and you took some time to be able to go out there. Like, how are you able to balance all that out, make sure that you have the time for each art and then time for yourself. I mean, like there was, there is some, you know, I mean, you and I both know uh, we have our different systems around that, but like if you could share to help others out there, like I'm listening to, you know, Master Knock now, like how is he able to do that? Cause I want to line myself up to try to get into, into that kind of schedule. Well, my schedule is always changing. I just got to give myself different tools, you know, because there's so many things happening all the time. And so I, I take the philosophy uh, uh, of Bruce Lee to take what is useful, discard what is useless and make what is uniquely your own. You know, so whatever I can do to make myself a little bit more organized, uh, uh, I do. And one of the things I do is I keep a, a calendar online. I know what's going on for the next three, four months, you know, all the way out to the end of the year, you know, which trips are going where, just so that like I can get an idea because like there's so many opportunities here and there all the time. And if you chase everything, you kind of like you're running around in circles, you know? Mm -hmm. So just having, just having a goal. And uh, uh, at, at this moment, um, you know, we're trying to grow our school. We'd like to make it that we can have a second school at some point. So all the all our operations and all the processes got to be uh, written down and we got to know what they are. So, you know, it, it, it's basically just compartmentalizing each thing into some type of procedure process that, know gets done on a regular basis to take care of all the little routine things and you can focus on the things you want to do which is like you know whatever the whatever the projects are to improve the business and also like what are your personal endeavors and uh, one of the things that i found helpful was just writing down everything i wanted to do because as i said like i can get i can get drawn left right up down like what's going on here you know um 
at the beginning, so at the beginning of the year, I wrote down a bunch of different things that I wanted to accomplish. Um, uh, growing my school to a certain size, um, uh, making it so that uh, I'm, uh, I win uh, a championship, uh, another jiu-jitsu championship, uh, I can fight in MMA, you know, so these are a couple of things that I wrote down that I want to do. Um, make sure that I connect with my family, you know, and they're specific, you know, they're, they're kind of unique to me. So, uh, and, and also in that, like I get somebody to hold me responsible for them. So I have a person that I call every month, we call each other and we have our goals that we've written down. And at the end of every month, we check ourselves, you know, his name is Andrew Smith. You gotta know him. He's go, go for him. He's awesome. So he and I get together, we talk about, you know, what we're going to, what we got going on and we, and we hold each other accountable. Hey, so where are you at with this goal? Like, you know, did you, did you do what you said you were going to do? Okay, great. And then if you didn't, like, hey, maybe we can help each other see, like, how we can actually get there. Or maybe that's not what we should be focusing on. So just having another person to kind of bounce it off of and just hold yourself accountable uh, makes makes them real, you know? Um, so so let's, let's go back. Let's go back a couple of years. 2016, you know, I see a picture. I see some news on the, on the social media feed. Um, on porn right on the number one winning the gold medal, no gi worlds. And I'm like, Oh my God. So like, take me back to that year. Like you're, you're talking about holding yourself accountable, running your school and all the other stuff. Like yeah. what, like walk me through the process of how you made sure you got to take care of what you needed to take care of on the administrative side and, and then being able to get your training in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to prioritize, you know, so if I'm, I'm here, I want to win this tournament. I got to put in the time. But also, it's not just about the you know, amount of time you put in, but the quality of time that you're putting in too. So you got your, you know, your drill time, you got your strength conditioning time, you got your sparring time, and you got to make sure you're getting the right amounts and as you plan out your week, you know. Uh, and in that, like, okay, if my goal is that I'm going to compete, then I, if I'm putting out an administrative fire in my business and I'm substituting my training, then I'm not working toward my priorities. So. You know, again, it's just like a way to validate like that I'm doing the right thing because and have and have confidence in what I'm doing. Because again, I could be like, oh, maybe I should take care of this. Yeah, I'm gonna take care of this, but like this is also my priority at this moment. But also to make it that like you're not working in what is it that uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Successful uh, People. He was talking about you wanting to work in a certain quadrant and being working in the important and not urgent quadrant is kind of where you want to work in, and not being working in the urgent, but uh. uh important you know uh, did i say that right i say important and not urgent that's where we'd like to be important yeah. and not urgent man and, i gotta go back to that book yeah well i haven't read it somebody else told me that thing on the movie. i was like oh well, that makes sense like i should be doing that instead of you know like being pulled left and right you know but here's the thing though i'm always skeptical and you gotta be skeptical all the time because you read something you're like oh man this is the gospel right here like i'm gonna just do this and then like, that's it. And you put on your blinders. And not to say that, like, you don't experiment. Like, you take that. And again, take what is useful, discard what is useless, and make what is uniquely your own. You run the experiment. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and commit to it. And you're like, all right, what did I learn? But if I just take everything uh, for face value and just do that thing only and not, not look to make improvements, because that's really what I'm about, then I'm going to get, you know, once again, I'm going to get derailed. And so... Um, I, I read all these things, but also in, the, in, in that, like, what, what's in it? How can I use this? You know, did you how, run into, did you run into like, uh, any pretty good bumps when you were, uh, 2016 on, on your training, uh, path up to, up to worlds? Yeah. You know, like I have a chronic back injury. I don't know. No, no, I mean, uh, maybe 12 years ago, kept me out of competition for a year. I, um, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, 90% of us are going to suffer from back injuries sometime in their life. That's also what I understand. Back, not back in back pain. Okay. 
get it back clean. And so sometimes when it flares up, like it sidelines me for a couple of days. And so I, I've had to learn at this, I'm 38 now, I'm turning 38 this month and I want to do this forever. You know, I want to do martial arts forever. So, um, and, and the way that I do it might change at different times. But um, I, now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm learning more about my body. That, that's, that's really, and I wish I knew the things that I knew now that I knew when I was 20, you know? Because then, like, you get hurt, you're like, oh, whatever, just keep on going, push through, and, you know, and pretty soon when you get older, you're like, oh, wow, that, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But also, there was, there's ways to heal faster, you know? For instance, like, cold water therapy. You want to jump in an ice bath for eight minutes? Or go, uh, now they got these, what, these cryo things now? These, uh, I've done that twice already. You cool. did, and what's that like? Oh, my God, it feels like you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, your body, they actually tell you, like, look, your body's going to think it's going to die, but you're not going to die. It's just three minutes, all right? You're going to be in there, 202 degrees, uh, negative 202 degrees for three minutes. You do one turnaround, and that's it. And we'll just be watching you the whole time. So you're like, okay, great, you know? What did you feel like when you got out? uh, I mean, it was, was, I felt numb for a second, and then you kind of, your body just thaws out, and then you feel like a rush of energy. Really? Yeah. You're like, Whoa. You know, that was crazy. It's your body's response to almost dying. So, like, Wait. so uh, you, get, you get like this buzz. And um, I felt, you know, I felt like my joints had healed up um, to a certain degree, you know. But um, one of the things that really has helped me is, uh, is, is, is being focused on like a stretching, a spine rehabilitation program. So by going through and taking different programs and making sure that it works out for me, um, I'm consistent pretty much like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes every day right when I get up and also when I finish practice to make sure that I get my stretches. Um, because like uh, now, like one, one missed day, man, I'll just be like, oh, real tight and I can't, I can't really move around. So I'm learning that now that not only is the strength conditioning important, but also the mobility and the flexibility, you know, because if you're just building up your, your muscles and you're just going to be moving around like a, say a truck in low gear, you know, you got to be able to shampoo your head uh, after a while. And it's, well, I was getting hard to shampoo, you know? Right, right. So you're looking at, we're looking at a full range, right? A full range of time management skills. I mean, like, it sounds yeah. like you schedule pretty much everything from administration for your business, schedule for your training, sparring, uh, strength conditioning, um, maintenance and, for your body and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and also you have to be flexible with the schedule. So as long as you see it moving forward and you know that, like, you can move things around, that's helpful. But I do generally have, like, blocks for work, blocks for training. And uh, also, like, the nutrition is a big big thing too because that also has to kind of that, that also has to follow your schedule today um if you got to eat four times a day well then like if you keep going out all the time you're gonna spend all your money you know and plus you don't know what they put in the food you're highly salted sugar and everything like you don't really know so now having to learn to cook has also been very important to learn to cook for yourself you know uh uh just me and another person like that's uh that's easy to do you know as long as you can plan well easy if you plan it but um, you want to make sure the nutrition is right, you know, making sure you get the lean protein, your, your vegetable, and your, your light starch, that type of thing. So Do you have like a, a particular um, go-to meal when, when the time gets, like when you're, when you're fully stacked on your schedule and you're like, okay, if I plan my meals correctly and I can just do this, I'll be okay. Like if I go take us back to college days when you do like, okay, I'm going to do ramen for like a month. Which we probably, you know, of course, you don't do that now. But, like, what's what would be your like go-to meal now these uh, days? These days, you know, like, hey, man, the easiest thing you can do is just get some like organic chicken breast that's already sliced up. I pour like balsamic vinegar and olive oil and salt and pepper and some garlic in it. I let that marinate, and now you got that like all the time, man. You can just like throw that on whatever, uh, throw it on the grill. But also, like, I have 
always uh, black beans and rice that are made. And then all I got to do now is steam my vegetable. You know, so I, that's my four components. But the time that it takes, it takes eight minutes to cook, to cook the meat and to steam the vegetable. You know? And look, I've tried every single uh, nutritional plan out there, you know, just to kind of like test it out on my body. I was actually recently a vegetarian up until about a month ago. Oh. You know? Yeah, well, it was all, I, I wasn't doing it right. It, it, it's very difficult to get your calories and I couldn't, I couldn't plan it right. And that's just on me. I probably could make it work if I had better planning, but I, I chose, I chose a, a different route. And plus like, you know, uh, one thing, uh, I was just trying to do it to make sure my body was getting stronger, you know, but I could immediately feel that I was absorbing the life force of this animal when I ate it. You know, I was like, whoa, this is a chicken. I was like, this, this is, I, I, I've forgotten this feeling for the last three years. And I'm not to say I'm not advocating for it because I think the world would be a better place if, we ate less meat, you know, just didn't eat it at all because like, uh, I mean, I got a lot of opinions about how the world works. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, um, supporting the establishment is not, it's not one way to go. So I'm, I'm yet to find out how to get around that. And if I were to eat meat, like, what would I do? Maybe, um, you can raise your own chickens, right? That'll be a way to do it. You can raise your own chickens, get your own eggs. That would be the best type of food. And that's also what I struggle with is getting like the right sources. You know, if you eat, Meat, you don't want to eat like this industrial lays meat. Industrial lays meat. You want like you know grass-fed, like farm-raised meat from like a local farm or something like this. And this is when we begin to take back the power as like the people, you know, because I see this all the time. Like what's happening? Our choices are getting less and less and less every day. You know, you got like, I mean, you touch uh, touch base on some pretty good things. You know, I I actually thought about going vegetarian one time too. Um, it definitely would go that direction because of like. The, what you're talking about the industry right you're yeah. not we're not it's getting harder to find really good sources for meat like because every everything is like processed and then you go uh you flip through netflix and you can see some of these documentaries that pop up kind of showing you how everything is going through it's uh it's the factory style you know for the meats and then sometimes you see some really bad news feeds on what they're doing to it in order to you know either get more bang for the buck for the for the company or or some sort of, you know, in that in that fashion, and is you're not trusting like a food line anymore. You can't go to the grocery store and say like that one's organic, or, you know, it, without any hormonal stuff. You know, it makes it's me think gross. like Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. It's like engineered yeah. stuff. <laughs> have you seen them? They they raise like these uh, chickens with no beaks. They have no feathers. They have no nothing. Like this is just what I you know things that I've seen floating around. Uh, yeah. Internet, who knows? But like, you know, this is, this is what I've seen. It's pretty gross. Yeah. And it comes down to like the overall philosophy of what a business is. And unfortunately, like if you think about it, the only thing that a business or a corporation is meant to do is maximize its profit. And without any type of guidelines or, you know, values or anything like this, like that can be a very destructive thing. And that, I think that's really what's happening is this short term profit seeking that's going on where we're all like, hey, let's just why don't we just do this? And you're like, yeah, we can easily make money, but we don't think about the repercussions of it like a year or two years to three years down the road. You know, I, I honestly don't trust the food that I'm eating. So I like to really figure out like where it's coming from a lot of times. And that takes time, you know, and that takes time. You got a busy schedule. How are you going to figure that out? Um, you know, there are answers. There are answers coming in. Like they get, we got these CSAs now, these are the like, community uh, drop-off points where some of the local farms say, all right, you know, you go straight to these areas, you sign up for a certain amount and there's a delivery every week. So you know that your food is coming from, you know, like a, a local farm and instead of like uh, Monsanto, which, you know, what, what are we doing? There you go. Another, I can go on and on about, I saw you get crazy, about how 
uh, uh, money has destroyed that, man. You're just getting, they're, they're making seeds that don't create more seeds. They just like make a seed that grows the thing and then dies so that you can be like, yo, I got the seeds. You need to pay me the money. You know, that's a crazy place. So I, I think we're kind of in that crazy place right now. Um, kind of goes in the, as you're talking about it, it kind of goes parallel to even martial arts place, you know, you get the bang for, you get the, trying to go in towards a, a type of money-making system. And then like, you're not sure to trust a particular school, right? And then it's like, no, this is for real. We got to cater it. We're actually building it ourselves. And it's, it's organic. It's, we, we actually went out there and we built it ourselves. We cultivated everything yeah. ourselves and not having to overstructure or oversimplifying the thing that turns into some level of factory. So like, how do you, how do you see where some of these martial arts places are going to, or, I mean, I mean, obviously I'll be, we're working on our own thing. It's very difficult to just kind of concentrate on others. You can only, can only get like a, um, a sense of what's going on. What do you feel is going on in, in that realm? Uh, martial arts, like schools. I, I, I think it's been, you know, I, I've been, I, in, involved in martial arts since I was about 11 years old, so like 91. So I've seen it kind of change a lot. And been, we've both been involved in a long time, different martial arts. And uh, now I'm seeing like this where jujitsu and mixed martial arts and kickboxing has come. And it's like in your cereal boxes now, it's like on your Slurpees, you know what I mean? It's like, it's everywhere. So people have an idea of what it is now. Rather 25 years ago, we were in like some type of garage, like moving around each in pajamas, you know, we're like, oh, this is awesome. So I think the idea of it has totally changed now, which, um, you know, it, it, it's opened up the market. A lot of people get into it for different reasons. I get people that come to the school and they're like, hey, I'm here to, I'm here to learn, uh, I'm here to learn UFC. You know, I'm like, well, okay, come on in. Like, let's not see. <laughs> We're going to figure this out. So um, I think like the market's opened up. You're getting a lot more different schools and people are in it for different reasons. You know, it just depends on like how you vibe with that school and what they're about. I, mean, I, 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 for, 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 I for one, you know, at, at our school, Beta Academy in Washington, D.C., sorry to plug, uh, but uh, I believe that martial arts is for the people. You know, this is something that we, this is something that we need as a human race that is going to give us the skills to move beyond, as we say, like there's a lot of craziness out there, you know, uh, uh, be it the government, be it the establishment, be it, be it whatever. But, um, you know, slowly you can see that our choices, our rights, all, all that it's just slowly being taken away from us, you know, and people are, are content with being in front of a TV or computer uh, and, 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 not, and not speaking up, you know, when it, when it comes time. And um, so I think that martial arts is the answer to that, you know, because not to learn how to fight, like that's an idea, right? That's the, that's one of the ideas: learning how to defend yourself, learning how to you know defeat somebody physically, but also learning how to fight with your mind. You know, concentrate self self discipline, concentrating your efforts to uh, achieve a goal, and then every time you do, you get you gain more self confidence, and you gain more and more confidence. And that way, like you know, when you start dealing with different situations that you might not be used to, like, the best you comes out. And this is really what martial arts is. I think to me, and that's why I, it's so important to preserve and pass on because, you know, that's also how we uh, are, uh, how we function as humans. We need relationship, we need interaction and, and passing knowledge from one generation to another or one person to another. Like this is, this is how, this is how we're going to survive as humans. Um, we have the internet, it, it preserves knowledge to a certain degree, but you know, money and uh, capitalism or whatever you want to call it is also infected it in such a way that it's, 
made a lot of things secret. It's, it, it's kept information away from each other, you know? Um, and I understand people got to make money. I mean, we all do. And we're just trying to, you know, navigate through this thing. But uh, 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 I think, I believe that we need this. And that's the reason, you know, why I'm still doing what I'm doing. And uh, have it give people opportunity and uh, have it uh, help them. Oh, just cut off just on that last bit there. Could you repeat what you said there? I said, I said, uh, I said uh, to help them in their lives or, or for whatever endeavor they choose to pursue, you know? Um, so it's a, it's a powerful weapon, you know? And it's, uh, it's ours. And so therefore we have to, we have to be responsible and respect it. So when you, when you have, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things there. You got sport and you got self-defense and you have the personal development side. What, what kind of struggles do you see some of these students coming in? It's like, oh, okay, I want to do UFC. And then later on, they, they find out what it entails, or sometimes it could be the opposite. A guy comes in, just wants to be, uh, to grow himself, and then an opportunity rises. It's like, oh, you mean I can fight? And it could lead to this? What, what are some of the common struggles that you see these students go through when they're trying to, you know, get one or the other? I, I, you know, everybody's different. I'm just happy that for whatever, whatever reason it is, as long as it brought them into the door and, and they got an opportunity to learn this and get connected with it, like I'm, I'm, whether you want to be an MMA fighter, that's fine. You know, go ahead and do that. Um, uh, but I'm hoping that like once you do get in, that uh, it is my mission to make sure that we understand what martial arts is. You know, and that's not just to like hurt people. Some people do come in for that. You know, I want to hurt somebody. You know, oh, wait, why? What's going on? You know, and so everybody's reason is different. And I think that as they continue to go on the path or uh, uh, go through the journey, the reason changes every time. Some people come in, they want to fight. And then maybe two or three years of fighting, they're like, you know what? This is not something I really want to do anymore. Or maybe they or maybe they came in because you know, they want to lose weight. And all of a sudden, they got the changes they were looking at. And then they wanted challenges. And now they pretty soon, they're starting to fight because they wanted a different challenge. You know, and so it's just a matter of um, whatever... Just, just, just being committed to the training and uh, having that experience, man. I think that's martial arts. Like that's that's a great thing about. It. I've been, through, I've met so many people like yourself. You know, your family, your awesome family. You've been uh, through school and trained with you. I've shared a lot of different people and been connected to all these different networks. And and it wouldn't be if it wasn't for martial arts. You know, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, always give me something to do. So you touched base on commitment, right? That's a that's a huge word, right? And some people when they walk through the door, they they think they know what it means. And then they have they go through some experience when they're training. What do you think is the thing that gets them to actually know what commitment is while they're training? Like what that feels like or to make that real decision. Man, you gotta know yourself, man. You know, I think a lot of it is really fear commitment, you know? Be it to learning a craft or a skill or to another person or whatever it is, like it it it, it terrifies us because like it, it actually forces change. You know, to a certain degree. So um, I think you just have to know that you want something enough. You got to really commit and work towards it. And I think that's where the magic is. I think that when you when you go down that path and you overcome all those obstacles and you arrive to the other side of this thing, you're like, wow, that was really what was worth it. You know, not getting to this point, but like going through that struggle or you know going through that training or whatever it is, man. Like that that's where the true gift is the other side. And you had to face you know you faced your fears. You face your fears, and then there's 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 a present waiting for you, you know. But I know when when you say like I'm a teacher, and I'm gonna be, in, I'm gonna instruct you in the ways of this. Like you could never give that to somebody. You just have to kind of like point them in the way of doing it, so they go down the path themselves. 
And uh, really, I think that's like our jobs as instructors, you know, it's just really like kind of, hey, Ed, this is the experience that I've, I've had, getting some feedback on what, uh, on, the, on, on the things that you've seen and just really help them along. And, and, and also in that, like, that's the human aspect, you know, you're helping a fellow human being along and you got this connection now that, you know, whether you, in, in relationships, like there's ups, downs, craziness, fights, you know, happiness and this and that, like you're connected to this person forever. So whether it's a good time or a bad time, like I want to know this person forever, you know? Yeah. Could you share, so, could you share a story of maybe one of your students that was going through the struggles of commitment? It's like, oh, maybe it was a guy who was gonna, who was going to uh, fight or maybe he's on the fence of competing for the first time or, you know. That, that you know, people, people got a lot of different, uh, different things about him. Uh, I had a, a, a private student and it was back when I was doing more, more privates during the day. Um, and he was, uh, I was like, let me ask you a question. You're like, why do you only do, you know, privates? And, I take, and he's like, well, you know, like, I'm really, crowds kind of like scare him, you know, or like having a lot of people scare him. I was like, oh, really? That, that's a, that's the thing. Like, you know, if you want to progress and you really want to learn, like you want to work with a lot of different people, you know, they got different perspectives, different body types, different physical attributes. And, you know, and that, and that's really, and it took him, it took him a long time, probably like a, almost, I'd say like a year to get out of his shell. You know, when you were privates before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like we needed, we'd be training during the daytime. And then pretty soon, like he was, uh, he was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And he started showing up and pretty soon he started showing up uh, consistently and, you know, he broke that barrier for himself. So, you know, I'm super happy about that. That's like, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, it may be like little, little steps, but I think that in the future, that's going to be something really big for him. You know? So little, I mean, little things like that. And some people like have really crazy things where they're like, Hey, I want to, you know, I, I, I want to lose some weight, you know? And they might be like, I knew this guy, he was 285 pounds and he couldn't really figure out why he wasn't losing weight. And pretty soon I was like, okay, is, there, is this what you want to do? All right, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit you to it. And back then we were in Facebook chatting, so I had it written down. And then every time I'd run into him somewhere, you know, like at a gas station, there's like a whole bunch of fried foods and it, it, you can get some crazy, crazy bad for your food at a gas station in DC. And you can get it all in there. I'm like, see, that's the reason why it's covered in sauce and this and that. And like, you know, and so it's just a matter of getting people to realize what they're doing and then they got to see themselves and then you know, make the changes. So, um, but, uh, really I learned, I learned from everybody, you know, it's not me trying to help them. I, I try to help them along, but in that, in that journey and in their struggle, like I get inspired by what they're doing. We're always trying to make our, uh, always trying to see like how to make our curriculums better and our approaches to teaching classes, you know? And so, um, I had this, uh, you know, uh, I get new people all the time teaching me things, but like my, the, the people that are my students that are in me, like I have a student that's a coach and I always watch what he's doing because he has, he has the end, he starts the end in mind. And the end for him is like, I want this student to walk out of here with something that they could do right away. You know, that they can have confidence with. And it's something simple. And I'm, and I'm in it. I'm going like, man, they want to learn like the rear naked choke and choke somebody out. And then nobody's seen for first time students never seen that before. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty intimidating when someone's going to come over and try to choke you unconscious or like choke somebody else unconscious. So, but just to do some, just like really, really basic things like learning how to fall and get up, you know, like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's so basic. And what's going on. But a lot of people don't even realize that like, that's something that, you know, that, 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 that might save your life one day or just save your elbow, you know? And I'm watching like, all right, Change that, change that right away. You know, we start doing what this guy's doing. I always test. I always see what people's doing all the time. You know, and especially if they're 
they're enthusiastic. They're really excited about what they're doing. They're getting involved in it, put themselves in it. Um, you know, I always gotta, I always gotta pay attention to that. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, as I said, martial arts is an awesome thing. I want everybody to do it. Uh, I, it's a great community, you know, and, um, as long as we keep this thing alive, you know, we'll, we'll have the tools that we need to, to move forward. Right on. We're closing up here. Um, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts that you'd like to share before we, uh, we close up the, the, uh, this episode? Um, I would say that if you're in Virginia Beach, go train at Impact Martial Arts because uh, it's the best ever. <laughs> and if you're in Washington, D.C., come to Beta Academy, the Academy for Body Fish and Tactical Arts. We are on 14th in Florida. Uh, martial arts is great. You know, it's, it's one of the greatest things that uh, I've come across. Uh, you could agree to that, too, in terms of activities. So um, I, I, this is something that we need to preserve for ourselves, for the human race. And so, you know, get involved, start doing it, start practicing, make it a part of your life. And I'm sure you know, you'll see the benefits. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. 